0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: Uh, Let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. One of the Tuesday editions, a mi- mandatory camp oh, Tuesday baby. edition. And I think that's where I'd like to start. Jason Gibbs joining us now, fresh off the practice field. Your impressions?
2: Uh, DPJ had a heck of a day. Cedric Tillman had a catch that was <laughs> stupid to end practice. Deshaun uh, like wants you ring. It looks okay? like you're tired. I are, is there a need a little, little oxygen. It's a reason you, you're breathing
1: you're, so hard. But it's set with straight,
2: was Ten
3: feet on the other side of the fence. He's only come twenty well, yards. What, what are you I saying?
2: Mean, I think it's an undisclosed location.
3: Yeah, sure. I'd say
2: what fence? I ran four miles, <laughs>
3: and that's all you need to know. Oh so God, that you know, so while great. while we're talking about him and the BPA, oh I think my God. that I would like to be known <laughs> for now on as the the BPE. Because I'm a big B. Yeah. I'm a producer and an engineer now. Yeah, you did as, that. Yeah, I did it. Without yep. me, this show's not on the air, so you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. That's true. You picked the boy up. Well, you picked your boy up a little bit today. Makes
2: up for the fact he was fifteen minutes late for practice today. But I wasn't.
1: I don't know I, that he was.
2: I wasn't.
3: That, that, how was the stretching period? You break down the stretching period. I'll break down the practice. Well, I mean, can you tell me who worked off on the side today?
2: I don't think you can.
3: Yeah, actually, I can. Taki Taki,
2: Dawson Beaton. It's too good.
1: He's too good.
3: Brew was actually on the side working out with them as well, along with uh, Anthony Walker Jr. Next.
1: Uh, all right, so we had some fun out of the gates, but let's also say this: from a uh, give a sprinting in here it was just classic. I had to take advantage of his immediate takedown. Oh my his God. immediate impressions. Um, Let's just say this because so I'm en route over here and okay. luckily I have assistance with uh keeping it between the navigational beacons at a very high level. So I can Correct. monitor basic, various things on my in route. And um from what I could tell, uh Deshaun Watson was pretty good. Is that fair?
3: Yeah. I'm um, sit down. If you're listening, take a seat. Because not that this Thank is God. This is this is not bad news. In fact, it's good news. But people might say to me, "I am prone to hyperbole, unfair." I will say this:
1: even if fair, or that's your job.
3: Yeah, and you it's continue not,
1: to work for the Cleveland Browns. Hold on,
3: this is not hyperbole, though. And I spoke Correct. to, I spoke to numerous players. I spoke to the principal player involved. Yeah, I spoke with people who have coached the greatest quarterbacks in our league. And there was unanimous agreement on two things. Number one, what happened on that practice field today with our quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was special. Mm -hmm. And number two, that there are enough people who have been in our football program and around who have been here 10 or 11 years, you know, decade plus. There was unanimous agreement that this was the best seven-on-seven session that they have seen on these very fields in that time.
1: And when you told me that, I said, low bar. Agreed.
3: Yeah. But, and still spectacular. I have compared it with people who have coached. Some would call the goat. Yep. Some would call somebody else that they they quarterbacked. Obviously, a very high level quarterback who perhaps dabbles in the dark from time to time. Yep. And they were all in agreement that what we saw today was special and a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was. So in the first seven on seven period, Sean Watson ball never hit the ground. That's what it's supposed to That's be. That's What it looks That's like. That's what the it best. looks like when you have elite quarterback. Play. When
1: you and I talk about um, whether it's experiences watching Peyton Manning or. Uh, even Carson Palmer before the injury in Cincinnati, um, when guys of that level are going, we've talked about this before a lot. Like there's there's a hum to the ball, and there's a rhythm to it. There's a pop of it off the hands, and it never hits the ground. We We haven't seen that around here, no. but that is what it's supposed to look like at its best. And the first one, that's open
3: field, you know, seven on seven. Again, ball's not supposed to hit the ground. Very impressive. But then we ratchet it up. We get into the red zone. In the red zone, and I there's a question of whether or not Elijah Moore got in on one of these, but I asked him, and we'll hear that interview later, and he said emphatically he did. It just would have been a reach of the yeah. ball out. In the red zone, seven-on-seven seven period, in his first session, five plays, five touchdown passes. Yeah. And these range started at the 20, 15, 10. They moved it all around. Second red zone period, first one he tried to get a post in. He said the ball was about... a. Few inches low. Greg Newsom got a, a pinky on it, incomplete. The next four plays, all passing touchdowns. Nine passing touchdowns. That's right. Out of 10 plays in the red zone. And there were balls to Amari Cooper for touchdowns. There were balls to David Njoku for touchdowns. There were balls to David Bell even for touchdowns. There were multiple balls to Donovan Peoples Jones, as Likes Gibby him. astutely pointed out, on the back of the end zone where he would just pluck out. I mean, the ball is coming with velocity. It's on point. Oh, and then there were multiple, multiple touchdowns to Elijah Moore, who lines up now in the backfield at times, which is kind of unfair and had a couple just where he ended up being wide open. Then he lines up outside, runs basically in, in, back, and then along the back line, and Watson puts it right there. The ball his confidence right now throwing it is at a very high level. I spoke to Deshaun as he was coming off the practice field and he said, It's it's coming back. Like I'm starting to f- – I'm feeling yeah. good. And we were we were just kind of joking and talking. said, so it's like golf, man. Once you once you stop thinking and you're just doing, then he can actually yeah. pump the ball a little bit. He was that's what you wanted to see, yeah. and in many cases we had pretty good coverage. Some schematic stuff with Elijah the backfield, and he gets on a linebacker. It's just it, it, he's going to win that. But for the most part, these were fairly tight window throws, and in some cases, very tight window throws where the ball had to be put in one place where only the receiver could get it, and then they would catch it. Yeah, that was incredibly impressive. Give a reference at the end from. DTR DTR got some limited reps today but when he did he threw a back shoulder fade to Cedric Tillman in the uh in the red zone for maybe been a touchdown maybe not Tyvis very much defensive slant it wasn't sure he got 2 feet down <laughs> but just a beautiful catch yeah this was this is an offensive passing camp i'm not reading into oh man well the d had a rough no they didn't have a rough day this is a, a these are drills that are designed To be dominated by the offense, given the rules of the NFL and no pass rush. Correct. And it has been rare in our time here with the Cleveland Browns that it has gone the way, in fact, so rare that this is the only time I can ever recall a 7-on-7 period going this well for a quarterback where everything was just absolutely on the money. Guys were getting open. Ball was put right where it needed to be. This was an exciting day as a Cleveland Brown fan, that should be exciting. And I'm not the only one saying it. Go look on Twitter for the B people. Oh, yeah. They're all saying it. I, I talked with a couple of them. And, again, it's only seven on sevens. It is not – this isn't football. This wasn't a game. This was an unbelievable just period. Nick Chubb caught a touchdown. He Nick Chubb getting involved to see him yeah. back there. The Chief, like I mentioned, all of those guys back. It is – it was – it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was a football celebration of you want to see a quarterback just slinging the ball around, yeah. feeling like he can put it wherever he wants. Like Madden, that's what it felt like.
1: I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run something by you, please. Uh, I think it was necessary. I think it's necessary for Deshaun Watson to have a day like that. I think yes. it's necessary for him to have multiple days like that. I think it's necessary for next training camp to look like that a lot. Um, You mortgaged a lot to get him. The belief in him in the building is extraordinary, as it should be. This is a guy who the last time we saw him play for somebody other than us was a top three quarterback in the league. Um, This is what it ought to look like. All of that can be true, and it can also be true that for a great many of you out there listening, yeah, fine, but what's he going to do in September? I I understand that, too. I get it. I get that too, but this step had to be made first. You have to first do this before you can do that. You have to first have complete confidence in what you see, in what your arm has the ability, God given and trained to be able to do. Uh, your football acumen, you have to be able to, as I, I like how you astutely compared it to golf. I think there's a lot of things like that where you just stop state thinking and start throwing. Start reacting. Um, Ricky Bobby is not a thinker, Ricky Bobby is a driver. That is the idea of this. So You're not first so, last. So this this was necessary to get to where all of you want him to get to, which is Next September, yeah, but you can't get to next September without this, yes, and there was a an interesting kind
3: of discussion going on between Marquis Goodwin and Juan Thornhill, where they were just kind of jawing back and forth a little bit and 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 Thornhill made a comment that sounded to me, and this is what I thought I, I over, but they were talking about I can run with him, and, and yeah Goodwin's like, okay, all right, we'll see you know, blah, blah blah, but then he was like, you know he's like i've got I've had days like this before." And Mm -hmm. we can we can bounce back, which made it sound to me like he's saying there. I'm sure there were seven on seven periods in Kansas City that resembled what we saw today. And okay, we're going to we'll we'll find our way back. But that's the level we need to be on. And to see it today was it was a lot of fun. It was it was almost it was silly at times. It was just like a video game. It looked like a video game.
1: Well, we just you know, we haven't seen that here.
4: I mean, well, we, that's we, why we've they...
1: sat through these we've sat through these mini camps and went like I mean, we go nuts if the if, if Baker would hit a double route to Odell, we'd be like, My God, look at what that well, we just yeah. witnessed. We never saw this. We never saw nine touchdown throws in ten, in 10 runs. Like we didn't that's no. not that's imp- not we've not seen that. No. So this is unlike anything we've ever seen, uh, acknowledging the bar is low, but also like honestly, we've never even seen anything in the vicinity of this. Truly. Like, never. So Mm-mm. this is um Mm-mm. but it but it was it was necessary for Deshaun Watson to take that step and you're seeing a guy who's reverting back to at least in the practice part of it to what he was in Houston and if that happens then this team could win a super bowl that's the difference
3: that is It's exactly right. And again, I know that none of it matters until September, but the fact that you're see it's different. And you guys will get out here for training camp. And again, you don't take my word for it. Just go look on on the people who the videos are out there. That's what
1: I was telling you. Like Like, obviously you were working at the time, so I wasn't able to text with you as as I was on my way over here, but I was able to watch some of the Twitter stuff, some of the videos that were out there and it's elite. (laughs) It is elite stuff. And that's who he is. That's who he is. That's why, you know, Last six games of last year was jarring because there were glimpses, but not the consistent greatness that you thought you'd get a game of here or there. You got these moments, second half against Washington jumping out. But, like, in terms of a full game of it, we just didn't really get to see it. But this is what you signed up for. This is what you
3: signed up for. And it it was so much about Deshaun. Obviously, yes, that was part of it but one of the other things that I think was definitely part of it as well is the fact that you make a trade for a guy like Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. right? What we saw from Deshaun, that's why you That's why you mortgage the farm for Deshaun Watson. That's why. Yeah. You want to see that on Sundays? Yeah. And I believe that we will. But then you go and you bring in Elijah Moore, and the rest of the league – and a lot of outside perception, there's a lot of questions about our receiving core. What I love is the Browns made a trade for a guy that they loved coming out of college, a guy that they believed in, and then they clearly, and I talked with Elijah about this, I interviewed him today coming off the field, you'll hear from that later on in the show, had a plan for him. Yeah. He's already outside, in the slot, in the backfield, using him the way he was used at Ole Miss. They know very, very much... What they wanted from him, they're getting it, and you're seeing the impact it's having. Marquise Goodwin today may not have caught one of those touchdowns in the red zone, but his speed and clear outs opened up multiple of those touchdowns. It was just they thought it through. This was a ton of fun to see today. And, again, it is not at all about this isn't real football. There was no Miles. By the way, Zadarius Smith is an absolute unit. (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea how thick he was. Yeah, He is just a specimen and a very nice guy. We got a chance to talk with him a little bit yesterday. Um, but when you think about what we saw out there today and then Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore, Amari, Chief, Goodwin, all of it, Cedric Tillman even, David Bell. people. I think people have written David Bell off completely. He was incredibly productive at Purdue. Yes, the rookie season, maybe that's a, a little bit of a transition was yeah. tough on him. But he still knows how to get open and certainly catches everything that's thrown his way, which is something we talked about with him last year. But this is – we're talking about right now some elite, elite throws. And you're talking about, for example, like Hayden, best Deshaun's ever looked on the practice field. Zach Jackson, best he's ever looked on the practice yeah. field. These are all – everybody on the beat out there today knew it.
1: All right. One thing on um, – you, are we good? You you you're mentioning the Elijah Moore and the, um, th- that plan and Goodwin and all of that. Look, all of the pieces matter. There were specific types of players that they wanted to take full advantage of Deshaun Watson's skill set. So you had to have a burner. You had to have a Swiss Army knife. You pair that with the elite route running of Amari Cooper and the size and high pointability of Donovan Peoples-Jones – Plus the chief down the, down the seams. And now all of a sudden you have a lot of different ways that you can attack the field. So when they went into this off season, they said, these are the things that we need. They identified players who would fill those needs and they checked off the boxes. Um, the other thing that I was curious about, because as, as we've, and we've seen this with uh, Elijah for, for a while, you know, much, most of these OTAs, like they've had him in the backfield. They've had him everywhere. Kevin was in Minnesota when Harvin was, was he not? Yeah, of course, for sure, 100%. So I'm not saying that Elijah Moore is the explosive athlete that Harvin is, but some of the stuff that Minnesota did with Harvin looks like some of the stuff they're doing with Moore. No um, doubt, and I think that's a great
3: question that we will, uh, will pose to Coach when we, we get a chance to get him here in the undisclosed location because I think there is some truth to that. Now, one thing, obviously, these are passing camps, but there, I guarantee there will be a time when he's in the backfield and the ball is handed off to him which yeah. is very Percy Well, that's Harvin, yeah. Yes. Like,
1: I was thinking that last week when we were uh, – when I was watching him, and I was thinking he for sure would have been in Minnesota when Harvin was in Minnesota. Um, God, I love and Percy so, Harvin. Oh, my gosh. But he was – he's one of those guys, like, all right, so his best – I mean, you'd take any of these, but, like, his, his his operation in Minnesota was at one point he ran for 345 yards. You won't see that out of Elijah Moore. But no. you will see a guy – I mean, he touched it 60 times, 71 Eighty-seven, sixty-two, like, and they put him in motion. They put him in the backfield. They ran orbit motion with him. They did all that stuff all that we're seeing with Elijah Moore that we've seen in OTAs, and you saw today in mandatory minicamps. So I, I do think that there are some similarities there that that could h- come home to roost a little bit uh, with this team. Yeah. Um, listen, folks, it can be – I would just give you this piece of advice as, as a Browns fan. Like, live in the moment a little bit. If you want to be it. pessimist, pessimistic, I get it. You've earned the right to be, but live a little. This was this is a fun day. This is a fun day, and it's a day we've not seen. You've been here longer than I have, obviously. We've seen nothing in the vicinity of this since since I've been doing the show, and obviously since since you've been a part of the organization. We have never seen a quarterback look the way that this no that was today that was the best, and I'll
3: never forget when I first came to the Browns back in two thousand and thirteen. Talking to somebody at the time who had been with the the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. when they had Romo, Peak Romo, Peak Romo back then was completing seventy yes. percent of his passes. He was yeah, he was an elite quarterback for sure. Not to Gibby's tastes, but Gibby's guess the stats on Romo was one of the most egregious. It was as <laughs> it was as egregious as Wednesday night take How, How far off he was. Turn your mic off. I'm producing today.
1: <laughs> I'm, producing today. <laughs> I'm producing today. I've, I've heard. I'm going mic. to the golf course. I said turn it, your mic off. Good. He goes but turn I your sh- mic off though. He goes, yeah. I've set this up, I got
3: it today. I got it today. We're fine. You're we're fine, we're fine. We don't need your little interjections of slander. The bottom line is that he always described to me he was like basically nauseous over watching our seven on sevens. And he's like, With the Roma, the ball doesn't hit the ground. Yeah. Right. And that's what it's supposed to be. So today was what it was supposed to be, although you go and watch the clips that are posted. and that We live They're in all an unbelievable there. age where that can happen pretty soon. It's going to be in your $3,500 glasses, and you'll be able to be watching practice through God knows what. Yeah, Who knows? But it is – that's what you needed to see. That's what you wanted to see, and that's what it, it, everybody noticed. Defenders noticed. Offense players noticed. I mean, Elijah Moore, when I was interviewing him, I wa- I wish that it was a TV interview. We don't get, you know, the cameras for the interviews. All the like cameras, like cameras I noticed for, like is for like his, the BPA. Big, his big BPA. Yeah, BPA. Interviews, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Full cameras mm-hmm, on uh-huh. Gibby. Anyway, Light system and everything. Amazing. Nonetheless. Yes, Gibby?
2: Professional. I'm sorry. You're here. I'm here. It happens.
3: Just so for the people at home, in case they were seeing. YouTube.com slash He pointed to the them. ceiling. I'm here. And then for me, he said, I'm here. And then he pointed to the basement through this through this <laughs> monochromatic floor. um Everything in here is mono. <laughs> I was right. gonna
2: say, um, it's all the same. All where, the same do you wanna, where do you want to go with that?
3: Anyway, he was smiling. Like, I wish he could run on camera because he was just smiling. And yeah. one of the questions I, I opened with was, and you'll hear his response, but basically, like, it's one thing when you get traded here and, like, oh, I'm yep. going to go play with Deshaun Watson and, oh, this is going to be fun and they want yep. me, so they may they must have yep. something in mind for me. And then yep. now you've done it for a little while. Obviously not in games. Yeah. But
1: he's – Quite pleased. I think you, were, you said it's something that you wanted to see, something you needed to see. I think it's something you had to see. So I think it's all of those things, all of those boxes, check. And we will have a lot of reaction from uh, today's first day of mandatory minicamp. We had a full complement of Browns here. Uh, Tyvus was here. He will join us with his breakdown of that. You mentioned you talked to Elijah Moore. We will have that for you as well. Um, I did want to mention this before we got out of the gates. Um Today is the 79th anniversary of D-Day. So last night, uh, 79 years ago, a bunch of 20-somethings who, two years prior to that, had no idea what paratrooping even was, jumped out of planes in the middle of the night and landed in France and started the Allied invasion of Europe. And if you want to talk about heroes, I don't know how you can find them bigger than that. My grandfather served, was not at Normandy was not on D-Day, but served yours as well. Um, there was a, a heroic thing in them that, that we can't wrap our head around. And just out of happenstance last night, my oldest was like the, the youngers were watching their, their whole scam is like movie night, but they want to, my wife has no concept of time, none. Like, you could tell her it's six thirty and it's nine. She has no clue what time it is. So they get to and start they, a movie, and then they're so, like, "Well, we got to finish it." Of course. Yeah, so they're oh, we got to start a movie, and so eight fifteen, we pop in a movie, and then it's like oh, it's almost over, and it's like ten o'clock. So that's been their move. So they went, picked a cartoon. So my oldest came up. He's like, "Dad, I don't want to watch cartoon," and I didn't either. So we were upstairs in my office, and he's like, "He's like, well, do you want to watch something?" And I wasn't even. I didn't even realize the significance of the date in the moment. And I said, "You know what." You're old enough, I think. I think let's watch Band of Brothers. Let's run it out. So, we popped in episode one, Band of Brothers, and you know, you guys have seen it. It's if you haven't, it's the, it's you have to as a human, you have to see it. Uh, I think it's the best, most educational thing HBO's ever done. And the first it's scenes, heavy. it is, but it's real, real. So like, and I, by the way, the Stephen Ambrose book is incredible too. The um, it's better than the series. Yeah, I mean, the series is unbelievable. The but series the book is, is my favorite, yeah. but. Yeah, it's unbelievable. But the um the opening scenes of those each one of those episodes are the real guys talking about it. And then the next scene is they run the open and then the next scene is a black screen with the date. And the date that popped up was June 5th, 1944. And I went, "Oh, oh man. Yeah. This is June this is 79 years ago today. 79 years ago they were doing that. So, it's just something that I always want to bring attention to because if that doesn't go well, who the hell knows what? Who knows? Yeah. So. Yeah. I yeah, anyway, no, Wanted to bring some attention to that.
3: Absolutely. And I, I appreciate that you did because I saw his rundown, which was had that at 2:45. I nixed that, moved it to the opening segment. So good job out of you. My producing continues to impress.
1: Giant P out of you. Yeah. Thank you. Giant P. Thank you. Couldn't have job. done it without
2: you though. Big. Well, big.
1: Here to help. Here to Huge. help. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll get Tyvis's breakdown. Hey, we'll you know what? The...
2: You can do the post production at 2:55 too. No, he goes to a... about 4:15. He's got
1: a Stevie for that. No, no, no.
2: Yeah, intern. Intern, oh, yeah. Stevie. Intern yeah. Stevie, yeah, he's coming am, back. Am together. I Stevie today? Is
3: I that just, what that is? <laughs> I produce this show. When it's over, eh, eh, that feels that feels like for
1: We'll hear from Coach Coach's presser today. Is it a
2: full day if it's three hours?
1: That's fine. I mean, in the off season, um, by the way, mini camp week. Well we've, before got, that. we've got uh, so, Tyvus, we've got tyvis We've got Elijah Moore. Um, we have. I mean, I don't know if you want to hear this from now. Coach after Tavis. Okay, well. we. I don't know if Tavis is on track, but like the live stuff, kind it's, of a big development as well. Their, so we'll get yep. to all it's of that. Absurd. Um, it, is, it. it is. Uh, pro Saudi, it is. Pro Saudi. Unbelievable. Chaos. Why? Um, Just chaos. I. He's am, pro saying. Saudi.
0: <laughs> he's pro- <laughs>
2: that's pro where Saudi. he must be. I'm pro chaos. And that's right. exactly what yeah, golf is. You're like butters your when
1: he's professor Yeah, Tyvis has been waiting like three minutes. All right. I thought he was in studio here. I
2: didn't know. No, 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 no. I sent him home. I was looking yeah, for I mean, him. Go I'm go like, why home. is go, he not standing out be, there? Go be with the fam. You're
1: All right. good. Very good. Uh, we're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's a
1: new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. And we head out on the hotline to visit our good buddy Tyvis Powell, Browns radio analyst. You were here, was as impressive as uh, as we laid it out to be in your eyes, sir. Hey, Bo. Me and
5: me and Nathan were just in awe at how well the offense looked today. Um, defensively you know you got to take it with a grain of salt because a lot of the plays that were made today were during seven on seven periods, so you got to take it with a grain of salt there but offensively it was an exciting day I was very proud at what i seen
3: Tyvus yeah we talked about it look it's seven on sevens there is no pass rush this is what it's supposed to look like when you see it at a very high level but we saw it at a high level what was it about the performance, which, by the way, I asked Elijah afterwards, Tybus, if he got in on that one. He assured me that he did. So we're going to call it nine touchdowns on ten red zone plays. No. What was it, though, no, that stood did out?
5: Not. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even didn't get in. I'm telling you. <laughs> all
3: right. Well, well, we'll go to the film room later. But what stood out to you, though, for about about what you saw from him? Because obviously the results were the results, but it was how it happened that I think was equally as impressive as what happened.
5: Well, listen, Elijah Moore is a guy that obviously, you know, as he's been in the league, he's been underachieving. You know, he had a couple of moments with the Jets, but we haven't really got to see truly who he is. And I think with Kevin Stefanski and this Browns offense, they're embracing the guy who he is. I mean, that guy was a matchup nightmare today. I mean, when he got one-on-ones, the, the way they were moving him around in formations, creating mismatches for him, he was always schemed to be open, and he could make guys – he was very shifty on his routes today. I mean, getting in and out of his breaks and his cuts was so quick that these DBs just couldn't keep up with him. But what ultimately stood out was definitely the way Deshaun Watson was throwing that ball today. That man, no exaggeration, Nathan – he looked like Tom Brady, thread, threading the needle today. And I know people are listening to this and saying, Tom Brady, yeah, he was like that today. I mean, he was all—he was flawless. The man was flawless yeah. today.
1: Yeah, and I, I said to Z in the first segment, but I, I, I think it was needed. I, I think that yes. he needs it. I think that the team needed it. Um, I mean, this is our first time kind of at – well, not kind of. This was our first time at full force, Miles and Chubb and Joku and everybody in the mix, and it was kind of like – Oh, yeah, this is who this dude is. I think that he needed a day like today, don't you?
5: No, absolutely. I mean, everybody keeps judging him off of the six games last year, and, you know, there are some fans that's on the fence about Deshaun Watson. And, you know, the good thing about him is I think he does a great job of kind of tuning out the noise. He's fully understood that he's going to be that guy. And today he looked like he took a huge stride of looking like that guy in Houston. I mean, just – Completion-wise, I mean, me and Nathan counted. I think he only threw like maybe two completions on the day. So I mean, one he was really—or oh, excuse, excuse That's me, excuse right, me—just one. In, Just no, one. <laughs> wait, yeah, it's, wait, it's only one. <laughs> well, okay, listen, he's really come a long way in that, and you can tell that the chemistry—you know, those trips to Puerto Rico or wherever the heck they went—is all starting to pay off. Because the timing, the chemistry, the trust that he has in his guys. I mean, he throws the ball in some, in some tight windows, and his guys make the plays for him. So it just looked phenomenal.
3: It was that. It was the conference that he had that he could make the throw where it had to be made because there were a couple of them, Tybus and you talked about it. You know, getting to watch practice with Tybus today absolutely was a treat in terms of just listening to him discuss secondary play, what they were doing, the, the, the keys, what to look for so you can identify the coverages right away and things like that. And he kept talking about at the red zone, you've got to get under the routes. And there were times where people weren't getting under the routes. But one of the other things, Sybis, is is that – For a quarterback, it's low at the front of the end zone, high throws to the back of the end zone. And some of those that he threw at the back to Donovan Peoples-Jones, to Amari Cooper, were absolute rockets put where only they could get it, and they went up and have the great hands to make the catches. And to me, that's what was exciting. He beat him at the front of the end zone. He beat him in the back of the end zone. Sometimes they out-schemed him where they had Elijah in the backfield, and they kind of cleared out with Njoku and Goodwin. But you had everything you wanted. Then as a DB, you're like, all right, well, I'm trying to stay under it. Now he's just throwing lasers over my head where I can't get. It now, I'm staying back and he's throwing lasers in front of me. And, and when your quarterback can do that, it, it becomes tough because I wouldn't even say the coverage was necessarily bad, the throws were that Not good. At all. Yeah, yeah, he,
5: he had himself a day. And another guy that I want to point out is DPJ, man. DPJ yep. had two catches in the back of the end zone where he high pointed those balls. I was like, man, you know what? All this D-hop talk, maybe we don't need him. Maybe we can trust in DPJ to, to do that. If DPJ can be that huge red zone threat that he was today in practice, then, I mean, the, the sky's the limit for this guy. And then on top of that, the funniest pass that me and Nathan watched where he threw that ball to um, Ninjoku right in the chest and right between two defenders, right in the chest. It was just like, man, it, it was tr- no way stop it.
2: I'm not even sure
3: Chief was ready for the ball, but he just like threw it into his being. Uh, so he had no choice <laughs> but to catch it. Yes,
5: he bobbled and still caught it, but it was he had some heat on it. One number four is out there slinging that thing around for sure, and he got some heat on that pad.
1: Well, and I I think what we you know one of the things that you're that that you're seeing here is you're seeing a quarterback now who um, is been here a year has had a has had and has participated with focus on nothing else, a complete off-season, and you're seeing a guy who, the, from listening to you guys talk, it's very clear, like, the game has slowed down. The game here has slowed down for him. And this is what it was when he was in Houston. At the end, the last year he played there, where the game slowed down. He just, it all became easy. He's not thinking about everything. It's trust, right? He's trusts where his guys are going to be. He trusts the positions being put in by quarterback, or by coach, rather. And so, all of those things are coming together to give you this type of performance that you had tonight. And we acknowledge, but we've said it a thousand times, I swear it's not enough for some people. Yes, it's June 6th. Like, I understand yeah. it's not the first Sunday in September. I get it. Like, I understand yep. that. But, you, but you, this also was was necessary, and this is something that a Browns fan can enjoy if even in the moment. And we'll worry about September when we get there, Tybus.
5: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You know, coming into this, this offseason, one of the big storylines was when Kevin Stefanski comes out and says, you know, we're going to work hand-in-hand with Deshaun Watson. If he doesn't like it, we'll get rid of it. If he likes it, we'll keep it in the playbook. All right, so they went through a whole series of OTAs, and you get to minicamp, which is like the last week before the six-week break. And by that time, your, your quarterback and your coach, to have some type of understanding of what you want to see and what plays you're comfortable with running. The good news and the best takeaway is that you can tell that Kevin and Deshaun are on the same page because, like I said, me and Nathan stood there and counted, and not just the 7-on-7, even when they did, team period. Deshaun Watson completed dang near every pass he threw. He went through his progressions really well and was getting the ball out, and he was putting it in a spot where – DB, it was a play where Dale Pitt jumped high in, high in the air and put an arm up to hit it. He got that ball right over his hand and still made a completion. So it's not like the defense was bad in any way. Deshaun Watson is locked in. Him and Stephans are on the same path, and this offense is ready to go this season.
3: There were a few plays where it felt like the defense was anticipating where he was going to go with the ball, and it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Rodney McLeod had a break on one, Tyvus, when you're like, oh, man, he's on that one. And the ball is still getting there because of the strength of his arm and the strength uh, and just the accuracy of the football today. Tyvus, I did want to ask you about, because one thing that I noticed being out there today was we had many more varied formations, splits, stacks, and kind of just what I would call distributions of our pass catchers along the line of scrimmage. And then the addition now of Elijah Moore being in the backfield quite a bit. What does that do to a defense, Tybus? How does that stress a defense when all of a sudden, you know, they, they're they used to us seeing either be one-by-one, two-by-one with a guy in a slot or a trip sometimes, but now we're seeing kind of these stacks. We're reducing the splits. We're doing a lot of different things that felt like in terms of the way that we're aligning pre-snap and then even with the motion pre-snap compared as a passing team compared to last year. It felt like a lot of our passing had to come off of play action and misdirection, whereas this is just straight-up passing.
5: Yeah, what I tell you is Kevin Stefanski is manipulating. He's manipulating the defense right now. That's what he's doing. You got to. You're going to really find out. You know, if that fifth string cornerback that's on your roster or that sixth string cornerback is good enough to play in the NFL. Because if they come out there in some of those formations where they have Elijah Moore in the backfield and no running back out there on the field you got to come out and dime or whatever the heck you want to call it. You got to put all your DBs out there. And the way he's running these plays is he's really creating a lot of uh, rub routes and he's creating a lot of confusion out there for these DBs. So now that fifth string or that sixth string cornerback that's on the roster has to be locked in because when it's time to go in the game, he has to know they all got to be on the same page on how they're going to cover certain formations that, that these Browns' offenses running. And they can be very, very confusing. So – Especially down in that red zone, we got obviously we got to see Elijah Moore, who did not catch that touchdown, but we'll say he did. For, <laughs> but his, for the segment purposes, uh, you'll see how he got wide open on those routes. So it, he he's really Kevin Stefanski. You, you got to give him credit. You know, everybody he's he has his ups and downs with him being a head coach, but as a play caller, he is still one of the best in the game.
1: Hey, times we've talked a lot about, and deservedly so, about the offense. And I understand it's seven on seven, and these are set up for the offense to have success. But this was also kind of our first look, uh, and, and maybe your first look, at what Jim Schwartz wants out of the back end of his defense and how that all is going to look. Uh, what changes did you notice from, if any, from the Joe Woods scheme last year to Jim Schwartz's scheme this year? Well,
5: I'll tell you right now, that, that the way he – listen, Jim Schwartz ain't playing fair this year. The way he, that lineup that he got on the D-line and me and Nathan seen today, it's almost like stealing what he was doing. I could not believe the combination of D-linemen he had in that game on, on the play ridiculous. Um, I absolutely love the way that they come out. I love the fact that, you know, they got them standing up on the edges now. I think that's going to play a huge part in it. But the number, the coolest thing that i seen today, both, and me, me and Nathan looked at it a couple of times, but we barely talked about it. I talked to Nathan about it a couple of times, is that when the ones weren't in, okay, and they was doing a special teams period, mm-hmm. he knew and Denzel spent the whole period going over stats and bunch formations because and Jim Schwartz's defense, I don't think he cares who's on the inside or who's on the outside. He's going to give you a guy, and you got that guy no matter what. And it was pretty cool to see Denzel trying to learn, you know, playing in the slot. You know, he, he was they was working on run fits. They was working on how they would check guys in stack formations and bunch formations. It was cool to see that because last year, the RDBs, I think we did a poor job last year in fitting the run. I think it was a lot of times that I watched film and we misfit our gaps with create which created explosive plays. It was nice to see them trying to get that down pack because that's a huge part of it. corners can't be guys that just cover. Yes, it is a passing lead, but when it's time to run the ball, these guys gotta come up and make tackles. And and the biggest pet peeve for me is not understanding where you fit in on the run game. And it was nice to see, you know, the coach take him to the side, take both of those two guys to the side. Knowing that both of them have the ability to play in the slot and making sure that they get it down pat.
3: Yeah, Tyus was talking about in, in some of, you know, we were doing kind of a two minute drill and the four, yeah. four linemen we had out there, they had Zadarius Smith and, and Zadarius Smith, again, physically very impressive. Dalvin Tomlinson inside, yep. Miles on one side, Oboe on the other. And it's just, I felt like our defensive it's line, Gibbet, they're big. It is a big defensive line. Gibbe talked about that when we were out there when I first walked out there with you guys, Tyvis. You know, that stood out to me. Just the size. We look different. And I think I go back to those joint practices with the Eagles. Yeah. When they came here and I think that Andrew Barry, who obviously spent time in that organization, said, we've got to get bigger. We've got to get stronger up front. And, and clearly, they've gone out and tried to do that.
5: Yeah, I mean... That- the, the, that line that you just said is it, unbelievable. I, I I could not believe it when I seen them march out there. Those four together like that, it's is gonna be nasty. Um, like you say, the size of them all. They all have the ability to have pass rush moves and get home. You know, even Dalvin Tomlinson. We you talked about. It. I said if he does, even if he doesn't get home, him pushing the pocket. For those two guys, Miles and Oboe on the edge, a lot of sacks might fall in his lap. That pass rush is going to tie hand-in-hand with that secondary this year. So, like I said, the 7-on-7, you can take it with a grain of salt, but when you think about that D-line that this secondary has, you'll understand, like, hey, they will make a lot of plays because that ball has to come out. There will be no hope in coverage for eight seconds this year. That ball is coming out.
1: Great stuff, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, happy travels back home, safe travels. Thanks for your time, buddy. No problem, y'all. Go Browns. Let's go. That is the great Tyvis Powell. Listen, that's uh, hard for, for him to
3: say. He was saying this is killing me as a defensive guy, but he came out, he <laughs> told you what I told you. It's unanimous. I mean, everybody who was there today saw it, saw the performance from Deshaun Watson. And, yes, it's a mini camp day. We can't go, oh, rah, rah, rah. We're not throwing parades or anything, but I think it was, Jeez, a, necessary just just step and it was
1: a little bit you I enjoyed it. it. It's okay to, like, have a little fun as a Browns fan. Yes, I right? enjoyed it, it. doesn't have to be – Yeah, we all know that it's not – everybody understands. It's not September. We get it. But at the same time, like, it's fun sometimes when you have a nice day. Enjoy it a little bit. Just, to, just a touch. Uh, you'll hear from Coach Stefanski. By the way, just yeah. watching it, watching it back. Oh, Did you check it back? The past? I did.
3: Yeah, it's going to be – so it was first and goal at the ten. His feet are in the end zone. I'm not sure the ball ever was, so it'll be second and goal at the
1: half. Ah, was Tybus the, right? Tybus was right at the Tybus one inch right. line. Just uh, save that, that audio drop. He'll like that. Yeah, for the we'll rest tell him he's right. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll tell like that. Him, yeah, Make very that much. his ringtone. Yeah. Um, not, you'll, you'll hear from Coach Stefanski. Better than his next. Falcons take. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And now we head to the podium, your head coach, Kevin Stefanski.
6: Good day out there. Great to have all 90 guys out on the field, uh, in the meeting rooms, working really hard. So... Uh, It was a good day of of guys competing, Uh, they took care of each other. It was was a safe and competitive environment, got a lot of work done. And that's really what we're here to do. So uh, to finish off our off season program, we have this mandatory mini camp. We're gonna make sure we take advantage of these days, take advantage of all these meetings and and try to continue to get better. That's really our focus. So with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, um, a couple of your players have been
7: robbed. what, what, do you, what do you say to the team? I mean, he just gets his, uh, Greg just gets his car stolen, so it wasn't
6: like he was, like, in the wrong Yeah, fight. no, I mean, first, as you know, it's an active investigation ongoing, so I can't comment much other than to say, you know, I'm glad our guys are okay. Uh, I want our guys, I want all of our community to be safe. Uh, Cleveland Police has been outstanding. Chief Drummond uh, and I spoke yesterday uh, we want everybody to be safe and we want to get violent people off of our streets.
8: Kevin, how was the players doing today? That, I mean, that had to be a little
6: bit scary going through that. Yeah, again, I don't want to comment too much other than to say, yeah, this is uh, something that we take very seriously. Uh, obviously, uh, our organization, our players are, are aware of, of things that we got to make sure we're doing to keep ourselves safe. But uh, we just will continue to educate our guys. And, and then you know, in this particular instance, uh, I'm really happy that those guys are okay. Uh, you now that he's here he look like the old Garrett oh yeah, yeah Miles is taking he always takes very good care of himself works very hard in the offseason uh, so he looks like, like normal Miles is that as good as you see seen the Sean 7 on 7 that you just watched yeah I mean I think you always gotta be real careful uh, former defensive back speaking now you know 7 on 7 is geared to, to the offense you should complete balls at 7 on 7 um, so uh, you know the head coach not the awesome. Kevin uh, saw you out there building some punts uh,
3: just his progress and, and how good is it to see him you know get to that stage of,
5: uh, of the recovery
6: yeah, he's coming along he works really hard uh, still working hard in the meeting room you know he's even though he's not taking reps out here he's still a major part of it uh, and then able to slowly bring him along with the return game and uh, you know Chakeem's a pro I, I love having him around um, and he's working really hard Coach, what's, on, what's at the top of the priority to-do list this week? Yeah, I think there's a, a bunch of things, Tom. I think for us, this whole offseason is about building a foundation, and that's foundational uh, fundamentals, techniques, schemes, uh, relationships, all those things. So in order to, to get where you want to go in, in the season, you got to make sure that you spend this off season. Uh, not skipping any steps. So this minicamp is really the final step in our off-season program. So every one of these meetings, every one of these periods, every one of these walkthroughs are important. So every rep has to count.
7: Kevin, you mentioned the pace earlier. What are those conversations to the players about where it obviously can't be full go, but you still need to see work?
6: Yeah, we, we constantly talk about it. I'll tell you, it's really hard. It's hard on the guys up front. There will be a time and it will be in July and August when we have pads on where you can come off the ball and, and it looks like football. When you're in helmets and based on the rules where they do not want contact with the helmet or the shoulders, they don't want contact at the point of attack, uh, and that's that's agreed upon between the PA and the NFL. So we, we just want to uh, abide by those rules. So it's not perfect. I know it's hard um, from a mentality standpoint for, again, guys up front, uh, but we can get a lot of work done from an alignment and assignment uh, standpoint in these drills. But is this um, part of thing uh,
8: an opportunity for you to try not uh, tell the guys a little cautionary tale for you know, where they are and when they're there and how to be safe themselves? Yeah, I, I
6: think, as you can imagine, America, everything that we see in our game, is a, there's things that you always try to teach off of. Uh, you know, I take things from the headlines every day uh, to teach off of. Um, and so an instance like this, again, I want to reiterate that I'm happy our guys are okay. Uh, that there's this is a violent crime, um, and we got to make sure that those people aren't on our streets. Um, but we can always use opportunities to educate. Them. Wait, is Anthony shorts b- battling an injury? Like, yes. What, what, and what is? I'm this? not going to get into specifics, but he's he was he's, he's out there today. Good
7: morning went up and got one in the end zone today just what can you say about the progress he's made coming back from that core muscle
6: surgery yeah uh, daryl since he got out there and started doing he he honestly looked exactly like the old amari to me which is a guy that works really hard comes off the ball with explosive movement catches everything so uh, he's looked like himself we just are going to be real smart about how we bring him along
8: Donovan yep. had couple a, more. a couple of catches in, in the back of the end zone where he got his feet down and had good field of there. Uh, again, it's 7-on-7s, seven I know that. But, I mean, j- that's what you want to see in 7-on-7s, seven right? Yeah,
6: and, and as you know, Donovan's such a trustworthy target for the quarterbacks. He's always exactly where he needs to be from a uh, route perspective, from a depth perspective, and then to have ball skills like he does uh, and throw it to a spot where only he can get it and he has the wherewithal to get his feet down. So, uh, you know, Donovan... I think we talk about him like a young player. He's a pro now, and uh, that's that's kind of what pros do. Kevin, we, what have you thought of uh, Tillman? I think he made the one nice catch in the Yeah, I think Sed's there. done a nice job. Mm-hmm. I think, like a, all of our rookies, uh, he's swimming at times. We're mm-hmm. throwing a lot of information at them. He's very, very, very intelligent, so he's getting it, uh, but it's a lot, and, and we want them to we don't want to give them uh, just pieces of it. We want to give them everything and just make them uh, feel how much they have to work at this thing, so a lot of our rookies, SEd included, are inundated with information and, and meetings, and, and he's doing a really nice job. I think you saw, like you mentioned, I mean that that's his physical trait, yeah. uh, the ability to just go body it up and go get the football. And, and Dorian and he have been doing that for a long time, but I think SEd's uh, doing a really really nice job, and like a lot of our rookies, he, he's learning.
7: What do you like the idea of putting Zadea Smith inside? How does that maximize your?
6: Yeah, I, I think Coach Schwartz and our defensive staff, you're always looking for matchups and to have versatility among that front. I mean, really, all of our DNs can rush inside, and that allows you, game by game, to, to move the pieces around as you see fit. Hey, Kevin, hold this out, so
7: Nate. Speaking of sports, do you see a common thread between what uh, he and Bubba for uh, bringing to your team and
6: supporting uh, I don't know if there's a common thread. I mean, obviously, two guys that I think very highly of, the, the people and, and the coaches. Um, I think they're doing a really nice job with their uh, units. And like all of us, we're just trying to focus on, on the work here and focus on mini camp number one. I you know Coach Schwartz and Coach
1: mentor and the offensive staff want to get back in there and make a bunch of corrections and, and be better tomorrow. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. All right, there's Coach Stefanski at the podium from within the last hour or so, reacting to day one of mandatory minicamp. We will have much more on day one. What to expect in the next couple of days? Uh, we will. One of the stars of this uh, of today was Elijah Moore, and he's been yep. one of the stars really of OTAs, and it really came home to roost bigly today. Uh, Z goes one on one with Elijah. That's coming up. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty SP in Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Hey, Browns fans, you want to experience the 2023 Browns season, some of the best seats in Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit lecom.edu slash browse for your chance to win two field seats for the 2023 season courtesy of Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Sweepstakes ends on August 30th. One of the stars, not just of today, but of all of OTAs, has been the recently acquired Elijah Moore. Here he is one-on-one with Z.
3: Very happy now to be joined by a man who I no doubt will be a great friend of the program, Browns wide receiver Elijah Moore. Elijah. We talked right after you came to the Cleveland Browns, after the trade was happened, And in that time, it's a theory, right? Oh, I'm going to play with Deshaun Watson. I'm excited to be here. Well, now you've been here for a little while. Today was the first day of minicamp. So it's become
4: a little bit more of a reality. No games yet. But is it is it matching up to what you had hoped it would be so far? Nah, yes, sir. Um, I feel like we're excelling as, as a group day by day. You know, all, all we can do is come out here and put our best foot forward. And I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. And I'm super excited to be here. So there was a
3: throw a couple days ago and a route last week that Alex Van Pelt said gave him goosebumps you know the one where you kind of yeah, broke down look like you run out broke inside the ball was right there on the money was that the one where you're like okay all right word this is going to be this could be special
4: yeah I mean whenever you have plays like that where it's just in sync and it's like timing is literally almost perfect you can't do nothing but get goose goosebumps and you know and be super happy because that's exactly how the play is supposed to go and you know football a lot of stuff has has to go right so when stuff like that happens we can't do nothing but be excited all right, so
3: today, 7-on-7s, seven and it it is 7-on-7. Seven seven. There's no pass rush. The offense is it's supposed to look good for the offense. Well, it looked very good today. In the first one, not a single incompletion when you were out there with Deshaun in the red zone, 10 plays, 9 touchdowns. You said you got in on that one, 9 touchdowns out of 10 plays in the red zone. How are you guys feeling, and kind of what was the sentiment amongst you guys as this was unfolding?
4: I feel like we were just feeding off each other energy. You know, um, Of course, like you said, it's just 7-on-7, seven seven, but we got to stat these days. You know, um, having periods like that. Um, is only going to help us, you know, especially when we get to see it in full action, you know. So now we got to translate that to the team and then obviously, to, you know, Sunday.
3: It feels like as a, somebody observing, and we talked before, I was a big fan of yours coming out of Ole Miss, obviously wanted to come to the Browns. A lot of people here wanted that, and, and so they made it happen. It felt like they already had a rather detailed plan for you in place because you've only been here, what, a month? Yes, and yeah, you're month. outside, you're inside, you're in the backfield, which has been quite productive as well. Do you love that? And does that make you feel ha- like okay, yeah, they wanted me, they traded for me. I knew that, but they, they clearly have well thought out the role for Elijah Moore.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I literally can't do anything but be grateful. You know, um, it just makes me go. It makes me go harder. You know, knowing that they want to use me in different positions and just for mismatches. You know, it's kind of how I, like how I was using college, and I feel yes. like when you are using everybody like how they know they can be used, then I feel like you know, sky is past the limit, you know. I I feel like everybody's, it's like a big thumbs up for everybody.
3: Today's first day you also got to go out there and break the huddle with Nick Chubb. And I know you've seen him run the football and you think about, okay, oh, they're worried about him too. And they've got all these guys. Is is there starting to be a little bit of of excitement kind of in that offensive meeting room about, okay, what we can do? And, man, I know September's a long way away. We got building to do, but there's a lot of talent here, like no doubt.
4: It definitely feels like a one-two punch, you know. um, They definitely have to worry about him, you know, if you don't. We're just going to run it a hundred times, you know, so, yeah. and he's going to do his thing. You know, he's going to stab his back and he has the utmost respect probably than any other back in the league. I feel as if so, that's when going to jail well to get us open, you know, so I'm just super excited to have everybody I have on the team. I'm grateful to be here.
3: How beneficial was that time you guys spent in Puerto Rico? Because it feels like you guys came back. like
4: I just said that the other day. I actually feel like it really, really helped, you know, and, and really just in the locker room and being out here, you know, like usually I feel like sometimes teams are quiet. What's today? Tuesday, you know, still early in the week. Now we had energy. You know, and it definitely showed. It, you know, it translated. So I'm grateful for the Puerto Rico trip. Yeah, it was a lot of fun And there. You know what? Different personalities, like you said,
3: coming together and getting to see. And even in your room, you got Amari, who's very quiet. Donovan is is quiet, but works. Yeah. We've got you, and then Marquis, not quiet. I've yeah. I've heard him plenty. Yeah. I kind of like that this juice, good though, yeah.
4: which is really good. I feel like everybody's different, you know, and and the skill sets too. Exactly. So it just gels well when everybody's different. You know, you don't, you don't want the same type of people all in one room. It's not really going to gel right? So.
3: When you think about kind of, as we mentioned, those different skill sets, and now Chief is back as well, there's the play where you lined up in the backfield, they short motion in Marquise, they kind of both take off left, you end up in the flat, nobody's there. Mm-hmm. The mismatches that you guys are going to be able to create with speed, size, with versatility, it feels like you're going to, and the idea, right, is to put the opposing defense in a blender, but you guys have an opportunity to do that, it feels like.
4: Exactly, especially in that, you know, short area of field. You can't do nothing but worry about when you see a whole bunch of fast people, you got to worry about it because you don't have that much room. And we're quick too. So it's like, you know, you see that mismatch, you know, you gonna, the song kinda of take whichever one he wants. Did you tell him, listen, if I'm gonna be in the backfield this much, maybe like the old
3: Miss days, oh, you're gonna throw, but sometimes maybe just hand it off to me, right? Just give me a little, let me get it. that too. Whatever it is to score, I'm with it. You're back there doing it. I'm gonna be open, I'm gonna be open. Well, it's great because you have the ability. You can go inside, you can go outside. As we saw kind of that jerk route out there afterwards. It just, I like the smile
4: on your face. looks like you're having fun. I am, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely blessed.
3: How have you been feeling kind of just being, you know, the fans have been out here and you're gonna get your first training camp taste when everybody's out here, but have you kind of felt already yeah. what Cleveland Browns fans are all about?
4: My teammates remind me, you know, every single time we, you know, we kind of look into the future about what we want to do and stuff like that. Like, you are know, really gonna love it. So just hearing that that's what they talk, talk about, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust that. You know, so I'm, 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 I'm very excited.
3: What are you seeing from Deshaun?
4: what did you say today? How many? How many completions? Uh, that was all of them in the first session, and then the second session, ten plays,
3: days, nine right? touchdowns in the red zone, nine touchdowns on ten plays. Yeah, this, is yeah, exactly. this is a good secondary, by the way. This is a good secondary.
4: Great secondary, man. You know, we stacking days. You know, it's practice. We stacking days. If we are killing them, and which is I, I feel like should be our best opponent, you know, in practice. So, if if we doing that, we should translate, you know, later on. So, that's can you stuff.
3: see his confidence?
4: Yeah, man. I, he's locked in. That's probably someone. He smiles when he's on the sideline. When, when he's in the huddle and when he's on the field, it's like straight face. You know, He so. also
3: feels like he's like, yeah, I can fit it in that window, and then he's exactly. doing it.
4: Exactly, which is kind of new for me. You know, I haven't really had that, you know, type of experience with people throwing it in in windows that you wouldn't really think that could fit right there, which is, is practice. You're supposed to try that, so I'm just, you know, I'm just really, really happy, you know.
3: We're really happy to have you. Keep it going, Elijah. It's great seeing you out there, all the fun things that they're cooking up for you, and then all the production you're putting out here. And I mean, I... I'm being selfish. I'd like to be summer, but you can't wish away a Cleveland summer. We only get the summer in Cleveland and it right literally in the summer. So can't wish it away, but can't wait to do it out there later this fall.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: Just so many options. He's so likable, first and foremost. He's Very so much so. Likeable. Very much so. Break. Yeah. It's strange how, um, you know, he's one of those guys where he's ultra young. He's drafted at 21, he just played the two seasons in New York. Um, neither went according to plan, actually pretty good as a rookie with five yes. touchdowns and 538 on 43 receptions, but never had quarterback play like this. You're, he's a product of and just a dysfunctional system, and it was somebody that they liked uh, in that draft. They liked him then, um, weren't able to, to grab him, but were able to get him at the price of a two, and you're seeing a guy who's 23 years of age in his third year in the league, and you're now seeing all of his talents that led people to believe he was a first-round talent at the time, it's all coming home. It is,
3: and it's it's exciting. And the confidence, you know, from Watson, his confidence, you can just see it on his face, the fun that they're having. And, and I think that that is – that's what's exciting about this team is that there are a lot of options. There are a lot of places for the football to go on. Any play where you've got, you know – Goodwin and, and Chief and Coop and DPJ and Moore and Nick Chubb. Yeah. Like they're just a lot of weapons. Yeah. they just are. They're just a lot of weapons, and, and if Deshaun is feeling the way that He was today, and you can see that kind of confidence come back from it. We're going to be a handful. And I think at the end of the day, you've got to score points. Too many times we have been out at these mini camps or training camps. It's, all well, the defense is always ahead of the offense. I mean, how many times have we heard that and said that? Yeah, I'd love to just see a camp where I'm not worried about our defense, where it's real and they can hit the quarterback. I'm not worried about them. So I want to know that we can score. And, by
1: the way, if you can score, you can beat anybody. Defense in this league has become red zone and can you make one or two game-changing plays? Can you create one or two turnovers or one or two third-down stops in critical circumstances? That's all defense is. Yep. The days of defense running things, it's over. It's done. We're past it. The league didn't want it that way. They changed the way the rules are played and the way the game is officiated. And so this is the sport that you have right now. You have – now 15 years of offensive coordinators that the previous generation was stuck in the mud that you had to be under center and you had to play with tight end and two backs and all of this. And everybody said, boy, this spread stuff that's working in college and high school, I don't know why we can't do it too. And now they all are. So you're never going to have defense wins champion. It's nonsense. It's not true. It's hard to do. You need one or two game-changing plays. They don't have to necessarily be turnovers. Those help. But it's big stops on third down, and it's occasionally in the red zone forcing a field goal attempt versus giving up six. That's all defense is. Yeah, and we've got the guys
3: and sacks. Sacks are obviously plays that contribute to what you're talking about. But we've got guys who can do that. I'm not worried about that. What I want to know is that can we be a team that under any circumstances can go out and score the football? And if we can, we're going to be – we're going to be very good this year. I feel extremely confident saying that. And that's that's the key. And we said, you know, went through yesterday, my top five things coming into minicamp, my top five storylines. And number one was Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah. check, check today. Boom. That's what you wanted to see from him. And then to get uh, – people have to understand, when you give up a second-round pick, and now they got a third back because Andrew Barry's masterful at that. So you really got – for your second-round pick, you got Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman. You have to – that's a big investment. And, and I love the fact that clearly it wasn't just, oh, let's get Elijah Moore in here. It was like, let's get Elijah Moore in here. And this is exactly what we want. This is what we want to do with him. And this is how effective we think he can be for a variety of ways for us. I think Elijah Moore is going to have an, an incredible year. It will be a career year for him. Uh,
1: it, it's exciting. Well, you also this is have – th- it all plays off one another, though. Like you were saying earlier, we were talking about all the pieces fit. Like – Moore is extraordinary, but so, too, is Goodwin. You needed both of them. But you can have now Goodwin. You know what I mean? You need all that. Yeah, you can have Goodwin, Cooper, DPJ
3: at receiver, yeah. chief at, at tight end, and then have Elijah Moore in the backfield. Right,
1: right, right. And that's what's required to go head-to-head with Kansas City and Cincinnati. Yeah, that's, that's what was required. And it was done. Um, one bit of, uh, of interesting uniform news, uh, you, you pointed out to me and, yep. and it's been confirmed as well. The Seahawks are going to wear their throwback uniforms against us in week eight. So they'll wear the, uh, are they the Steve Largent? Is yes. that the best way oh, to yeah. describe them? The Dave Craig's, if you will, they'll wear those uniforms. Of course, the Seahawks used to be in the AFC. So that is, a that, that was, a, yes. that's an old AFC, AFC matchup from long, long, long ago. So that'll be exciting to see that. Um, yeah and that will happen. Uh, All right, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have Miles for the first time. Uh, We'll have his podium session. Uh, We'll go around the sports world, uh, keep you updated on everything that happened here uh, at day one of Mandy Pretori Minicamp as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner of your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio. Um, the other news of the day, and we'll get back to what we can expect on day two of minicamp, um, but the news of the day in the sports world is one that, honestly, if you would have said it to me, <laughs> in fact, it happened to me this morning, and somebody read to me what had happened, and I said, that's not real. I thought it was a fake account. I said, it's not real. There's no way. We were just down. The PGA was just at the Memorial last week down in Columbus. Um, we just heard on Wednesday of last week golf's greatest champion say that he doesn't think guys who played on the live tour should ever be allowed to play on the PGA tour again, regardless. I mean, this is Jack Nicholas. Like you don't, you don't have him up there doing that. If you knew something like this was brewing um, and two days after his tournament's over, you have a merger where the PGA Tour um, has agreed to merge with the Saudi-banked rival Liv Golf. Um, so this is – the guy who is running this from the Saudi side of it is – he's they own Newcastle of the Premier League. Um, they own their, their response. They own like five of the top soccer teams in Saudi Arabia, which is where like Ronaldo Kareem Benzema just signed there over the weekend for like $240 million a year. Stupid. Yeah. Messi is reportedly offered a billion dollars a year to play over there. They have infinite funds. And what they're doing is is they're buying into sports left and right. This is not a merger though, to be perfectly clear. Like this is the Saudi Royal family bought golf. That's what happened. And Jay Moynihan, who's the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is going to keep his post. And as I've read more and more about this, like players had no idea. None. Obviously, Jack Nicholas had no idea. I mean, I, I cannot imagine how you can look eye to eye with him. Um, and and your players, I don't know how you look Rory McIlroy in the eye and John Rahm and Justin Thomas and all these guys. Rory McIlroy reportedly, last year we were talking about this, turned down $400 million.
3: Listen, there's a lesson.
1: There is, but it's, there's also. I, I think we all take thought the it,
3: generational wealth. I, brother. I think
1: we all thought that it would get here eventually, anyway. But I'm just shocked at how quickly it did. Yeah, I mean, this is well, two it, years. It's just bizarre. hard when you take a moral
3: stance, which is what it felt like, was being taken. And, oh no, and not what it felt like. Jay Moynihan,
1: there's video floating around of him with Jim Nance at a PGA Tour stop from a year saying ago, saying exactly that, yes. saying. If you if you take this money, you're taking money for people who supported nine eleven, like that 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 that's what he said. Yeah, multiple times. And like it's not sort of like this is his stance, and then he put his players, namely McElroy, because Tiger's been hurt and he hasn't been able to w- weather it. So it's been Rory standing up against this for two years. I mean, it's just,
3: <sighs> and then you feel like if you're one of those players who didn't do it for whatever reason, and now. So you wonder, like, is Rory going to be made whole now that he's a part of this? Is that part of what was no ag- agreed to? We're going to make the guy. Sounds like
1: he didn't know. Sounds like none of these guys
3: knew. Morikawa certainly didn't know. He found Justin out.
1: Justin Thomas didn't know. You saw his phone. No,
3: he did not know. It's, it's a stunning uh, out of nowhere announcement where I don't even know what it would be akin to. I don't know.
1: I don't know. All right.
3: If you take a war the- that was a war that was fought over morally opposing views, and then all of a sudden one day they're like, "Now nah, we're we're in alliance now."
2: What have what you covered the game and you badmouthed
1: this for a year? Imagine being Brandel Chamblee. Well, yeah, that's what Kepka tweeted out today. He's have you guys? Fan. Did you guys watch him though? Like at the PGA Championship, like yeah. he was at this. Oh yeah, this. Was How can his- he? How do you have a job? What are you, What are you going to do? My but opinion. he
3: went to he did everything that I'm sure the PGA Tour would have wanted him to do. Yeah, but the PGA Tour right. doesn't
1: answer to the PGA Tour anymore. And they I answer to the Saudi Royal Trust, which is just a stunning sellout. They bought I mean, golf. Yeah, that's what they, they did. They own golf. They, they own golf. They have right of first refusal. They have first ability to influx cash. They own all of it. They can do whatever they want with it. That's That's the reality of it. Is they can do whatever they want. Um, they don't know the majors. Here's let's do winners and losers winners, the game of golf, because you'll see the best players playing against the best players again all the time. So that'll be a win. Um, I don't think that it makes a damn bit of difference to the vast majority of the people who consume golf in this country, because I don't think that they were aware of it was even going on. Sure. Um, I don't understand the timing of it, because it's not like Liv had momentum. And all that's left is the the open championship.
3: Right? Well, the U.S. Open. And the US, the U.S. Open Father's Day weekend and then the yeah. Open, yeah, the two. Opens. Yeah, those two are yeah. left.
1: But that's it. But like, but you'd want to do this before. I mean. I don't understand what the – I don't understand the timing of it. I don't know why the, the PGA Tour felt the need to have to do it now unless they just finally got to a point where they made the money to Monaghan. And I also don't know this. Maybe you do. Who is the PGA Tour? Are the players the tour? Is it like here where, like, NFL teams' owners hired Goodell – Goodell works for them but represents them. Is Monaghan that? Or is I don't know. who owns it? Like, if you go to – I'm sure it was this way at Firestone, too. Last week at Mirfield, the PGA Tour doesn't have – they have nothing to do with Mirfield. The people at HNS uh, put on the tournament. Jack oversees it. Workday's the sponsor. It's a PGA Tour stop, but the PGA Tour doesn't have anything to do with it. Right. So, I don't understand. Yeah, they like, just roll in the week of. Oh, hey, yeah, they don't, here, they're not the overseeing Pro-Am. greens and, this, no, and we're, and we're well, out even, on Monday morning. Even the Pro-Am is run by
2: the H, memorial, H&S. It's by the sponsor.
1: Yeah, the, the, they, they put it on. I don't even know what they're, what I did mean, they sell? I understand that. So you're a tour stop. You're the memorial.
2: Is Jack going to allow people from the live tour?
1: not if you listen to him on Wednesday. That's what I mean how how does That's what I'm
2: saying this like but there some isn't a live tour anymore now
3: it's
1: one
2: It's tour. all one. Yeah, but
1: like if you took the money
2: and Jack knows who you are, are you
1: going to be allowed he can to invite come? whoever he wants? Yeah. I mean all of them could. Um I guess that would be the the way. Like are they going to keep the live events with the shorts and the teams and all that stuff? None of that caught on, by no. the way. None of it. No one was watching those events in person or on television. Nope. Um but the casual sports fan isn't watching the PGA Tour anyway, other than, like, event that's close to you or the majors. But those you, aren't PGA Tour stops. The majors are I'll give you another winner. What's, is this a show called Full Swing?
3: Yeah. The, oh, the next season. See this season and
2: the next season are going to be unreal. Did you see the tweet? By who? By the the executive producer earlier today. That's no. the net Netflix show, right? Yes. Yeah. He said, the cameras were rolling when the guys found out this morning.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that show. How do you make? How do whole? Really
2: like Gotta
3: give him four hundred million dollars.
1: Right, you have to.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Because and maybe, not a, but a little, did he have a say in it? Wait, not only is it PGA and Live, but it's the European PGA Tour too. Right. So when Which you talk about a, a merger, does that mean like they're
3: just going to be working together? Was there? It feels like nobody se-
2: knows the details. They had on.
3: to buy the PGA
1: Tour. I think they did the. I think it's that. I think that they bought golf. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what it reads to me. Um, There was something this morning about, well, you know, if live guys want to play back on the PGA Tour, they'll have to pay a fine to come back in. I'm like, pay a fine to who? It's the same. Same money. Back to the people that just paid them. (laughs) What are you talking about? Pay a fine. Who are you paying a fine to? I just don't understand the timing of it. I don't know why it was done it, now it, unless it had something to do with the litigation. It is going to be amazing how this
2: is covered in the media because you you had the people that were, for one or for the other, you know, like if if you're CBS and you're Jim Nance, like how are you, because the PGA has been in your ear, you've kind of, I don't want to say he's been the mouthpiece, but. Oh no, he took shots
1: at the CW with yeah. and all that. Yeah, he did. So, so. Now, how are you running that back? How can, if you're Moynihan, how do you even look those guys in the face? Well, that's 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 just it. And I, I, I don't think know it how goes, that guy's allowed to keep his job. It, he's, he's promoted. promoted. Yeah. <laughs> got
3: more money. It goes back to listen. If we were all paying attention as youths to the World Wrestling Federation, there was mm-hmm. a man by the name of Ted DiBiase, and he said something that is. 100 percent accurate at the time and he was saying it as a bad guy so maybe people didn't believe it everybody's got a price yep there is a number for every person to do whatever it is there's a number that will compel you to do that and in this case the guys went to live because they were offered multi-generational wealth yep guaranteed never having to play golf on a regular basis again doing whatever they wanted, and they took it. And now the people that were fighting them and being up have now taken it. Now, not individually, yeah. but the organization that they were standing for did it. Because why? Ultimately, everybody's got a price. So whatever the PGA Tour's price was to quote-unquote sell its soul, they did it. Yeah. And I feel very badly now for the guys that didn't take it initially. Now, will they be made whole? My guess is, yeah, this is an endless, this is Scrooge McDuck swimming laps in an yeah. endless supply yeah. of money. I love so, that too. Duck, so fine show. Great, great show. great show. Great yeah. show. Woo-hoo. Good theme song. Great theme yeah. song. But that's the lesson here. And it's the truth. It's, yeah, it's, it's sad, a sad, but it is. It is true. a sad yeah. truth.
1: My uh, One of my producers this morning, so this broke during the show, and one of my producers had that, DiBiase drop. It must have been in some dad somewhere, but he, really? he had it. The, everybody's and got then the music hit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, that's good. well. He was right. It's a good see? job out of you to have that at the ready. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated to see where this goes. I think it's. I just can't believe somebody well, didn't tell Jack Nicholas this was happening before his tournament, no, so he didn't do what he did.
2: Yeah, and like not Cole only that.
1: He was offered a billion to be. They wanted him. They approached him after Tiger. Tiger first, them him to be the Greg Norman. Nicholas was the original Greg Norman ask, and it was a billion was the number for Jack. Nicklaus. Now he doesn't need money, but still, like he was the first one they asked. I just I, and it's in the middle of this season. Whatever I this seeing, season like, is, why, like the timing would... of it, we all knew that it was going to get to this point because no one was watching that. You know, no one was yeah. watching the Live Tour, it, so you knew that they were going to get to a point where – and you hit it. It's just the money got big enough. How uh, – I mean, when, when does it go into effect? No idea. I mean – Well, can where we, does it – here's another one. Where does it stop? Like, yeah. what if? who's to say that they – maybe do they want to buy the Portland Trailblazers. Would they want to buy I mean, the Seattle so, Seahawks? So here – Would they want to buy – I mean, course. they're already doing that in the Premier League. They own like four or five teams in the Premier League. I, I think the, the – yeah well, They want the, to buy an NFL team. Of course they would. Yes. Yeah, but you have to get the approval of – Everyone's wh- got a price, Gibby.
2: Everybody's got a price. If, okay. If they said, what, is that, what does that mean? Okay.
1: What if they said to the Washington football team, this Harris guy bought it, hey, NFL owners, we'll give you $20 billion for the Washington football team. How do, Does that spend more than six? Is your share of 20 more than your share of six?
3: They said we'll give you thirty-one each, get one billion just for letting us into the game.
1: Yeah, everybody's—he's right. You're hundred percent right. Yes, there will be a number for everybody, and apparently there's infinite where they're concerned. Feels that way. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, it's pretty it? wild. Yeah, they can do it. They do whatever they want. Um, by the way, can I just say? Yeah, none of this might matter in. Who knows when? You saw that the uh, we've now finally got a, a whistleblower that claims we have full ships and bodies, intact bodies of non-humans, extraterrestrials, whistleblower. No, you seen this?
1: No. Yes. What are talking about? Yes. from Dude, this is
3: big news oh in the God. last two days. No, this is huge I news. Oh I
2: didn't put it in on purpose. This is big news. Big, big,
3: big, big. I read an article today that was... Incredibly detailed. This guy was very decorated intelligence officer, then was as high up as you could be in the paranormal activity mm-hmm. department that we okay. have, and is like, this stuff is real. We've got it all. Intact crafts. We've got intact bodies. All of it. <sighs> and it's been so hush-hush because it's always been a, a, a race to try to reverse engineer mm-hmm. their metals and things we've never even seen technologies yeah. we've never even seen don't even know but to try to reverse engineer to give yourself an advantage over the rest of the world that's a question that we don't even know the answer to is how much of this technology do you think about how quickly technology has ascended from yeah the 1930s until today yeah in the last hundred years yeah how much of that is attributed to what has been found on these ships well who's to say
1: it's a fun little tuesday thought you read, you read these articles. All right, I'll find it. It's been a good run for everybody. We'll and see read you on the other articles. side, Ray. Yeah,
3: we'll. see That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I got to get to the one that I. The one that I read today was like jaw-dropping.
1: All right, um, we'll have Miles at the podium coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: For a team of injury lawyers dedicated every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk & Elk a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Myles Garrett was back in Berea today at mandatory minicamp. Let's hear what he had to say. Let's go to the podium. I think
5: that you
8: know, two of your teammates, and I know good friends of yours, obviously, uh, were victims of the, this of car robbery. How, you know, how is this impacting you and them and the team
9: today? Well, I mean, I'm just glad to see they're all right. Um, no saw saw Perry on yesterday and saw Greg today and you know, just making sure they're in the right headspace. you know, feel like they're surrounded by family and, and uh, letting them know that anything that they need, you know, we're the, the perfect resource for them and you know, we, we have their back and with whatever happens and we're just going to try to make sure that you know, none of our guys are ever in that situation again and how we can help, we're going we're to do that but I'm just glad to see them safe and sound you know, and with us and, and uh, still walking around, still, still blessed to this day no matter what happens, still, still able to wake up in the morning, and uh, just glad to, that we still have him here.
7: Has it ever been I mean, in your mind, Miles? Especially, I mean, you're very recognizable on this time. People know who you are, people know who Craig and are. Like, what's that like? I'm not saying you ever feel unsafe out there, but that's got to be some things that kind of cross your mind when you're that well noticed, you know?
9: Yeah, but, you know, I try to be pretty incognito, and, and when I can't, I don't know. I don't have any pride, so I think at the end of the day, you know, if someone wants to, to come up and they have bad intentions, it's, I mean, there's nothing. That's going to stop them from approaching you or me. It doesn't matter who it is. At the end of the day, try to you know, hope, make make a, a peaceful a, a situation more peaceful than it is. Make it make it end better than you know what might happen on, on the other side of things. And, and I think there's a lot of a lot of things that there are, there are possibilities in those situations. But you know, just try to make make sure you come out of it with your your you know, your, your safe and sound, your body, your health. And, uh, you know, anything that's material, you know, that, that's, you know, you can't take it with you. It can be replaced, but, you know, you can't be replaced. You know, make sure you, you try not to put yourself in those situations, but if it does happen, you know, just try to try to make sure you make it as easy as possible to, uh, to walk away from it.
8: How dismayed are you? I mean, you love this city. You're always out and about in the city, and you've invested so much time and resources here. How dismayed are you that... You know something
9: like this is happening here uh i'm not dismayed at all uh at the end of the day it shows that uh me my team and you know i think all of us here at the browns have more to do have more work to do in the community to to make it to show that uh you know there's there's more that uh we we can do here that, that we have uh you know there's still uh more lessons that you know we need to To give each other because it's not just on one side or another side. Things like this happen because of of so many different actions that led up to that and for them to feel like they have to do that for for whatever uh, needs, whether it's it's fund or or funds or uh, a thrill, whatever it is, let them know that this is not the the action that they need to take to to get what they want. I'm very grateful. I mean, they're my, they're my friends, my teammates. Probably we're all part of a family, so I'm just, just glad they're, they're here. And you know, At the end of the day, you know, we, we've got to, got to do better as a community, and we've got to set an example. And it starts with us, and then we, we've got to go out into the community and show that, you know, no, know, we're better. We're, we're all better than this, and uh, you know, how, to, how to lead by example.
7: So, football, Miles, I mean, first practice of the offseason, so to speak, here. How does it feel, and how good is it to be back
9: that's you know, good to be back. You know, I like being around the guys. Like, uh, you know, times like this, it's good to see. You know how much guys, I mean, how many, how much strides they've taken, and uh, you know, how mindsets have changed. You know how much they've been working with each other, new moves, you know, stuff like that. And uh, you know, everyone's really came in, especially today with a positive you know, outlook and a mindset, and just, just everybody ready to roll. Uh, I love to. See it. Miles, how has the toe felt since
7: you've been able to get out here?
9: Uh, a little sore every now and then, but you know, it's not going to hold me back. I'm just going to have a little, little still a big toe and we'll still get intact.
3: Miles, uh, how much uh, have you and Z talked since,
2: he's, since he was uh, acquired here? And, and what was it like to get out there on the field with him today,
6: you know, for the first time?
9: Uh, I mean, we we texted back and forth, you know, talk about you know, different things, different ideas, but uh, it's good to see him you know, in person. Uh, we haven't really got that, that opportunity other than you know, today and yesterday. And uh, you know, he really has a very outgoing personality. He's really, really bubbly, really fun. And uh, uh, I, I have moments of that, but he he's got it all the time. So I really, just trying to, to to find where our, our chemistry lies. But I think you know we can have a lot of fun, and we could we could really you know uh, make some things happen and on the field and uh, you know, really elevate this team.
2: Did you come up with the name for the D
9: uh, not yet. Uh, we we that was one of the talks yesterday. So you know, we're we're still working on that. We we got a little bit of time before
7: preseason.
9: Uh, I mean, as far as we want to take it, I think you know the guys that we have are are very talented and in, in many ways. And uh, there's there's a lot of different skill sets that we have on the D line, but you have a, a lot of guys who are, have just been waiting on this opportunity that we have to you know. This this freedom that we've we've been given. You know, I know uh Swartz likes like to say, you know, take off the seat belt. So, you know, I think that's that's really the the mindset, you know, you get out there and you and you just you're just letting it loose. You know, don't don't worry about all these rules and doing all this, you know. As soon as you know your assignment after that, you get off the ball and you know, FSU. Get to the ball.
5: With, uh, the additional... With this
7: being the first time we've talked to you since Darius got here. What was your reaction when you saw news about that trade?
9: Uh I mean, I was happy. I was, at first I was like, I don't believe TMZ. But when, I, when I, I heard it from my dad, I was like, all right, now now I can't believe it. So I, I was excited. Oh, yeah, I let myself be happy. I was like, I am a little bit uh, cautious, uh, cautiously optimistic. Malachi and Siaki were two players that
8: have been outspoken
7: about wanting to be your friend, and they are both very outgoing personalities. What's it like
8: kind of <laughs> learning their chemistry along with
9: your personality in I mean, I'm here if you need me. I'll be here every day. So, you know, if they wanna, they wanna come up or they wanna hang or whatever it is, you know, I'm here for them. They're, they're gonna be, you know, part of this team, part of this family, and we're all gonna go grow uh, very close this this year. And uh, how we how we don't choose to do that, we'll see. But I know those guys. They have they have great personalities and they're, they're great guys. So I'm I'm looking forward to it.
6: What's your first impression of what you know? The
7: addition of
9: Jim Schwartz this offseason,
7: well, from, from, out, from outside, it seems pretty significant. But from
6: your perspective, uh, what's your first impression?
9: I, I think it just helps uh, simplify things, and um, I don't think that's a knock on on Joe. I think, you know, you you really have to be uh, intent on knowing your your personnel and trying to tune. Uh, tune in with what their their skill sets and their abilities and their capabilities are, and if you you know put too much on somebody's plate rather than someone else's, that can lead to you no know, disruption and uh, and a, really a disconnection between you know sometimes groups on the field, and I think we saw that you know, early in the season with some of the the big uh, like misreads that we had you know, in, the, in the back end, and I think he's really helped uh, break it down for for some of the guys. Uh, in the back end, I think he's done the same up front, you know, allowing us to really, you know, play free, you know, starting the, the playbook while I was gone. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty deep, but it's all still pretty simple. Miles, yeah.
8: what did it mean to you to have Jim Brown here throughout, uh, throughout your career, just in terms of greatness and, and what, it, what it means to be you know, who he was and how did his passing impact you?
9: I mean, Jim Brown was everything here. Uh, I mean, it, it's in the name. And at the end of the day, uh, he was the, I believe the very first person that called me to, to tell me that I was coming here and that you know they were, they were glad to, to have me you know, be a Cleveland Brown and be a part of this organization. And you know, that's, that still means a lot to me because you know, that's, that's as great as it gets as a football player, as a man, as a spokesman for, for uh, inequality, for, for for civil rights, I mean, he, he's done it all. I think he's he's been the blueprint. He's been the, the been the role model for a lot of us as as player and, players as, and as men. So you know, we, we look up to him. Uh, I mean, we're very sad about his passing, and uh, you know, we, we still are going to try and uh, do our best for him.
7: Miles is a veteran. You've obviously gone through a lot of off seasons. You know what it takes now at this point? A lot. Well, not it's a not lot, lot, but more than a few, more than a couple. Because, <laughs> like, you know, not being here for minicamp, obviously we know you're working on your own, and just what, what was that process kind of like figuring that out of what you need to get ready for the season?
9: I, I mean, it was really just a communication with Coach. I'm just getting on the same page about uh, you know, when he wanted me here, when he didn't, you know. Been making sure that I got up here early to meet with the, the, the new coaches, talking to the new guys. Make sure that we, we had a dialogue and everything was you know communicated thoroughly so that there were you no know, nobody, nobody on the, the wrong page and so you know, we got it all worked out and uh, that was where I needed to be you know, working on my my game you know, taking care of my, my myself and my health and uh, I think it's all worked out
7: what does that mean to have that like that it respects lack lack of a better term but just kind of have, do you be able to have that dialogue to be able to have a coach that you can talk to and, and have that respect of when I'm going to be here and when I'm not
9: I mean, that's that's what it means to have a true players coach someone's willing to listen to his players and and uh, what they need and uh, how they can how they view themselves getting better. And uh, when I'm here, I'm here. I'm all in and uh, I'm doing uh, exactly what everyone else is doing. But you know, when I have the opportunity to to get away and you know go where I think I can uh, you know take it up another notch and uh, and grow as a, a person and a player, you know, he's, he's been you know uh, willing to, to give me that freedom.
2: I was we'll do bet. two more the success. Do you think Jim's system and the way he wants you guys to play up front to free you up
4: even more?
9: Ah, uh, I mean that's what he said, <laughs> and I think I, there's a definitely opportunity for that. He's he's going to put me in position and us in position to, to make plays. I don't think he's just going to be looking for for 95 and you know, make one on ones. No, sure that's that's going to happen, and uh, I'm sure. I'm, key points and moments in the game. Uh, we're going to try to get someone you know, free, and if, if that works for me, then it, it works for me, but at the end of the day we're just trying to get one-on-ones uh, uh, across the board, and I think that's that's just a, a nod to him because you know you can't just key in on one guy, and if, if the offensive chooses to not let me get a one-on-one that, that day, then we just have to you know, make sure the other guys are, are freed up and, and able to make plays. Miles,
2: what's
8: it like now uh, to have Two guys on the D line that were both in the conversation for NFL Defensive Player of the Year last season. And you know, how important is it for you guys to really set the tone, get along, and just take this thing where it can go?
9: I mean, last year's last year. So you know, we're looking forward to, you know, just showing that we're a really strong and steady group you know, throughout the whole year. We're making sure that everyone's on the same page. We're. We're performing to our expectations, and then we, can, we continue to keep on you know, raising the ante. I think there's a lot of room for growth here on the, the field, especially before preseason. You know, everyone getting adjusted to the new playbook, but it's, it's definitely a very uh, new thing for me to have you know, uh, a really big talent like him, someone who recently you know, been up for, for DPOI, and uh, I think he's a, he's a valuable resource on and off the field. And uh, looking forward to seeing not only him, but, you know, Oboe and some of the younger guys you know, grow up before our eyes and, and start make, making uh, those consistently big plays. It's
1: going to be fun seeing this defense unleashed as well. So much yep. more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: I think I would like our Australian fans, who are loyal, to like if we were to relocate away from the aliens, and Australia feels like a good spot to go.
3: I feel like if they're coming though from our space, like we're just a globe, they're gonna they're gonna get everywhere.
1: Sure, but like Australia feels like la- I think I can survive yes. their longest. No doubt. I don't know yeah. that we'd want to start war. I feel like Australia, we'd be a little bit more laid back. I don't know if we'd go right into it with them and yeah. try to be aggressive. Well, we could show, like, kangaroos to them and maybe yeah. be like, whoa, whoa wow, these guys are great. That's fun. And I know that there's a lot of poisonous, you know, insects and snakes yeah. and yeah. all of that, but I feel like I could make it work. I think that we could. I'm, I'm down. We'll talk to Dabo. <laughs> we'll get to
2: Brisbane. Yellowstone, who set this whole thing up, is having, some, having a day over here. What's wrong? By the way. <laughs>
3: No, we're on air. <laughs> we're on air. This is the show. This is the show. This is the show, Shout Yellowstone. Shout out to the. Uh, I look over reporters. at him and he's like, hey, I'm going to help you out. And oh, he's looking and I'm yeah. like, what are
2: you doing? Put, them we're on. Shout Put out to the roll. Put the audio up. To the
3: Panthers reporter with the stiff arm. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was, that was good.
1: fantastic. Good. You've note. been in those spots. I've been in those spots. You've
4: got it. You got it. Sorry. No, I always had now. a blocker. Yeah, not now. I always now. had a
1: blocker for me who always would keep an eye on the live
3: <laughs> not shots. Not now. Yeah.
1: By the way, again. Deshaun, electric yep. today.
3: Elijah, Donovan, the Chief, Amari, Nick Chubb, all of it. Offense, banner day, the best I've ever seen. Shout out to you and me, Big B's, producers, extraordinaire, yep. all of it. That's Engineers, right. what, do we, what what can't we do? Well, find out
1: tomorrow. Next level is next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Yeah, he's done for the day.
3: You've
0: been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.